Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled Intersections. It's part of the World War Cthulhu Cold War series. Matthew Sanderson is our game master, and this is episode 13. Uh, we don't have a recap tonight. We'll just go right into it. So without further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matt. All right, thank you very much then, Tom. So, our opening scene, we cut back to one of the uh, one of the more well-known locations here, back to the apartment uh, that you have between you. Um, everyone has come back after doing their various activities over the course of the day. And I think Jacoby is probably the last one to get back, looking a little worse for wear. So if we skip to, the, normally there'll be the preamble of everyone agreeing to avoid the bugs uh, and being overheard and go up to the roof. Yeah. So that we can start up there if people want to fill each other in about what's been going on. Oh, do we have, can we have some Turkish coffee? <laughs> I need something to wake me up. I am exhausted. But I've, I've got this um, cheap energy drink. <laughs> Oh, do they have those then? I don't know what's in it. Just some Turkish chemicals. It'll be fine. Um, what What did you find out from this? Um, oh, I'm loath to even use the word God. Hi. This thing. Well, I'll tell you what my experience was. Uh, there's definitely something there. I. Uh, I went through the procedures. Oh, I bought uh, I bought this piece of cloth. It's kind of pretty. Use so that I'm not tempted to open my eyes. Uh, for all we know, there's some sort of radiation involved, and opening your eyes could blind you. But whatever, I kept my eyes closed. And uh, same sort of thing as before. There was kind of a whirling whirlwind of of noise, and I asked. The first question I asked was uh, whether or not we really had anything to worry about as far as a, an atomic bomb being smuggled into the area by the, the Dark Brotherhood. And the answer was a pretty solid no. Um, and for that, I felt a definite energy drain that seemed to suck the life force out of me. And uh, not Band-Aids. From the blood and then uh, then I asked it um, if uh, Majesh was in fact uh, a Brotherhood of the Skin uh, same thing yes absolutely oh good um, I asked something else and I to be perfectly honest I'm so I'm so tired uh, because it, it pretty much drained all of the energy out of me. Probably be better to bring that up in the morning. Uh, but uh, I asked it if there was anything in in town that was here that was far more dangerous than any kind of nuclear bomb. And it didn't give me a, an absolute answer, but it seemed like it was a pretty much a yes. 
there's something going on here that's far more dangerous than any kind of nuclear threat. Um, that's kind of an open-ended question, so I don't know it could mean anything, you know. Uh, and that was, that was pretty much it. Uh, whatever it is, it was like voices speaking in my head, like a chorus of voices. And uh, you remember they said it was kind of like probability. So it was like hearing multiple voices. And when they all sung out the same answer, then you knew pretty much that, that was the answer. Now the question is, is whether we can rely on this information. Because I realized in trying to compose this, the questions, that the questions can be interpreted themselves. I tried to make them as very specific as possible. Is Majesh the, the, a member of this cult? Yes. Okay. Is there some, is it, what, I, I of course can't ask, what is the threat that is in the city? It won't answer that question. I have to be able to be specific, but it's not apparently an atomic bomb. Should we be relieved? I don't know. Uh, this, this is the same cult, though, who is preparing for some sort of mm. catastrophic... Yeah, well, I thought about that. And I thought, you know, if your question is, will Istanbul be destroyed in an atomic blast, and it gives you a high probability, that doesn't tell you when it's going to happen. It could happen 50 years from now, or 100 years from now. And they don't know when. So I'm not sure that it's that big of a threat. Mm. And from what we were told before, I mean, one chance meeting between a couple of diplomats tomorrow could change the, the, the whole spectrum of possibilities for, for 20 years down the line. Sure. To create an entirely different world. Um, having said that, I, I have to say that perhaps I'm fixating on him too much, but I, I do have my suspicions about Ekmechi from what we've been told, that he, he is working towards supposedly becoming a god. Um, it's not right. Ascendancy cuts are so stupid. How how does one do that? Traditionally, I, I believe. I mean, you you have to assume that if any kind of magical activity requires power, something like that would require enormous amount of power. Um, and I, and I do. Um, I recall reading once. I was on a skiing holiday and uh, stranded in a chalet for a week and a half. I, I, I do remember reading about um, uh, a Victorian idea, um, quite obscure, that was called um, distillation magic. And the, 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 the idea of that was that um, you could harness the energy of natural disasters. Um, earthquakes, train crashes, that sort of thing. Um, 
I'm I'm wondering whether these two things might be connected. This this, this idea of a a massive catastrophe. Um, well, and, uh, and his ascendancy, ascension cults, and uh, and suicide have often gone hand in hand. Yes, yes, of course. <clears throat> One thing I'll throw in there: um, you can all make Cthulhu Mythos rolls because while um, Bahidi was there on the roof and explaining about various parts of what they're intended to do, she was deliberately blowing through it at ten to the dozen. But she did mention a few key words that might ring true with a few of you. Okay. Oh, I rolled an 18. Uh, but it was, it was a, uh, oh, I've got a 6. Is that enough to do anything? I think one. Huh? One's only 5. Oh, no, oh. it's 12. Push it. Oh, yeah, 6 is hard. I guess that sounds two of you have got it so far. Oh, I got a Cthulhu Pimpos <laughs> I'm three times over this way. I'm going to bake a cake to someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Although okay. I should be gaining some Cthulhu mythos because what the hell are doing? That's true. You certainly are getting exposure. Right. Um, for Natalia and Henry then, um, various phrases that she mentioned were that she had been drafted by Ekmechi to build a silver key. And that silver key, she was told, was going to be used to open the ultimate gate. Where, where they would pass through, or rather, Ekmechi would pass through, Bahidi would also like to go through and also become a god. She made no secret of that. And that when they emerged from the other side, having bonded with Yog sothoth they would become another pair of ancient ones. These beings that exist outside of sphered space within the Magnum and Memoriam that are omnipotent beings. So it seemed that there was a very definite ritual activity that they had um, that they had to complete, and that this key was central to it. Um, there was in, there was impressions that she uh, in, inclinations that she made that if the circumstance was not right, then Yog Sothoth would be angry that there have been other cults in the city that were aligned in such a way that could be considered blasphemous like Baloth being a, uh, another entity that deals with time and space, which yogg Sothoth, if it's a jealous god, would see that as being very much its turf. So if there was going to be a fallout, that could be a disaster in its own right, but it seems not so much that they would be harnessing a power of a disaster, but specifically using this key to obtain their goal. Nice. Mm. Why don't we keep Daleth around when that happens and get them to fight each other? So, so, so wiping out any remaining groups in the region would be a precursor to what they're doing. A prerequisite to what they're doing. Um, which at least, from our perspective, means that they would have to show their hand and start bumping people off. Mm. They have been before. Well, yes, they've, they've they've taken care of the Brotherhood of the Skin. Well, we have an option. Um, in that, um, we can simply give Ekmechi's details to Majash and kill two birds with one stone. Um, I mean, I'd like to be there. 
he, he could take, he could, well, I mean, that, that, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, just as an insurance policy mm -hmm. to keep um, Ekmechi under surveillance. And if uh, Majash is, uh, um, if that falls through, you can take him up. I mean, we don't know what Majash is planning. Um, we assume it would be to to uh, to take care of this problem, but it, it this could end up backfiring on us, and it could be uh, <laughs> we don't know. I mean, there's a do, do we really know that he's not just going to go there and then make some sort of deal with him? Well, yes, yeah. The question is: is the cult the cults the, the members of cults are they all loyal to one another? My guess is that they probably aren't. They're all vying for power, all vying for glory. Um, well, we I was going to say you have another possibility. We need insurance. Uh, we need several lines in the fire, as it were. What if? What if? What if this? Um, what if we? I don't know why we would make a deal with Majash. Well, do we even think that Majash is Majash? Or do we think that Majash was a member of this cult? Or do we think that Majash has been replaced by a member of this cult? From what, from what I've managed to piece together, I think it's reasonable to assume that um, the surviving member of the Brotherhood of the Skin has taken on the form and the identity of Majash. Of Majash. Well, as a as a cover to avoid uh, to avoid detection. The the big problem is is that Majash, or in, in whatever form he may be, or whoever he may be, can't really get close enough to Ekmechi without being cloaked, and he's not cloaked. He is displaced. They can't. They're not seeing the right person. But what if we made a deal with him that? we would assassinate Akmechi because we are cloaked and gain his, I don't know. I don't know if there's any point. Well, um, I can, I can see benefits to, to, to coming to an arrangement with, with Majash. He is an information dealer after all. If he really is an information dealer, that may be what he was. Well, I mean, he's taken on the identity of an information dealer. To, to all intents and purposes, he is an information dealer. That's true. Mm -hmm. you know, he's, still, he's still very much doing that. Um, they both sound like good pieces to take off the board. And yeah, then, but then we've, all, we've also got the issue of Kazakov, haven't we? I mean, if, if what you're saying that, that you have consulted Thaleth and Daleth is telling you that there is no threat from an atomic device, then that means that Kazakov's been feeding us a line. Right. Should we interrogate him more? So why? Is he just trying to make himself more marketable? Well, it may be that he doesn't know. Maybe he's been fed a line. But mm. most likely, he's probably a, a, a cog in the in the in the machine that's 
trying to manipulate us. Mm. It's definitely got the feel of disinfo, hasn't it? Did Eamon tell us anything about his encounter with H? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, and I was like, what do you guys think? <laughs> and I was like, hmm. I'm, like, I'm going crazy here. <laughs> tell me. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Eamon's going to, well, well, let's say. We could try to get answers before, in the dreamlands. Before you or anyone answers that, I'm going to jump in here and say, I, I want to remind everybody that we're section 46, mm-hmm. right? We're, we are tasked to protect people from these unknown things, supernatural, whatever you want to, whatever words you want to use, cults, powers, evil people, gods, you know, just, let's just lump it all together. We're meant to protect the average person from those entities. And yet, I feel like everyone here is trusting all of those entities. We're putting all our faith in yes or no answers that, let's face it, when, they're, when we stop and think about it, they're vague and we can't necessarily pin down, well, you know, it could mean this, it could mean that. The, we're depending on H, which... Anne has already told us we're not to trust her. That's yes, I, I'm, I'm not happy with that aspect of it either. To be honest. Um, we're depending on possibly uh, asking one cult leader to take out another cult leader without any, you know, like you just said, that they might have alignments. They might, two might align against a third. Um, we're dealing with at least five different cults that I can keep track of right now you're correct you, you are absolutely correct so i just want to like uh refocus everybody's attention i mean i'm not saying anybody's wrong or anything it, these are all definitely like the more information we have the better but at the same time just be careful who we're trusting with this this is like critical. No, you're right you're right you're absolutely right maybe we should think for a moment what constitutes a cult and what constitutes a dangerous cult there's there's religious cults of all kinds out there and we're not we're not going to you know hunt every one of them down some of them are just a bunch of fools doing foolish things for foolish reasons um this uh this fellow uh with the yellow uh what did what are they the the book the king in yellow that fellow I think he might just be a freaking actor who's doing some stupid play, but maybe he's something else. Uh, the Daleth people, I don't see that they're doing anything harmful and they're not trying to do something that's going to destroy the city. Um, Ekmechi, he may be, because like I say, those Ascension cults, they... You say they need energy. They probably do believe that. They feel that in a nuclear blast, they would ascend and become gods. Well, They're, I think you very much, you very much hit the nail on the head there, haven't you? That they believe that. It doesn't really matter. If it's true. If it's true or not. It's, it's, if they believe it and that makes them a, a, a threat, then they are, by definition, a, a threat. And if we know anything about the Brotherhood of the Skin, 
they're worshipers of a, of a God who, who advocates absolute chaos. Um, they're, they're dangerous too. They're dangerous because they're completely unpredictable. You know, they also think they're pleasing their God by blowing up hospitals with children in them because it's a chaotic act. Uh, I so, need to clarify because I'm starting to get a lot of terms confused. You said Brotherhood of the Skin. I think you meant to say the Black Brotherhood. Right? No, I meant the Brotherhood of the Skin. I'm referring to, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, Josh. Josh. Because I thought, isn't the Black Brotherhood the one known for chaos and terrorists? They are too. But uh, if the Brotherhood of the Skin were worshippers of Nyarlathotep, and he is the crawling chaos. Okay, that, so I am getting confused then. So yeah, I thought the Black Brotherhood, Brotherhood of the Skin is worshipped too. Ah. Black Brotherhood and the, the Brotherhood of the Skin, they both worship Nyarlathotep. Just different avatars there all. Different ways, yeah. Oh, the skinless one is not the same thing as... As whatever the Black Brotherhood worship. But it's still Nyarlathotep. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, that's confusing. Yeah, I guess that will please... Uh, <laughs> Culture confusing. Please, please die the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, this idea of um, them using a, uh, a nuclear weapon uh, as a key, it, it kind of makes sense if, if uh, you need to open up some sort of portal and it takes a lot of energy. Yeah, at least in their heads. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, to agree, I'm agreeing with Jeff. I mean, with, I'm sorry, it, it says Jeff on your screen. Lebo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the Lebo. Uh, but I'm thinking that our dangers are probably Ekmechi, uh, Majash, and things in that direction. Uh, we've got less less to worry about Daleth and uh, and uh, this this other uh, the disciples of the Tesseract, as the Daleth people. Yeah, the Daleth, the the Tesseract people, or the or the they seem all right. Yellow people, um, although we don't know anything about the yellow guy yet. I would H. I think H is the yellow. And, and, well, yeah, and H, I forget about H, but H is another one that we've been specifically told not to trust. I think she might be the king in yellow, and I think I might have saw her when we were at, what's his name's apartment with the music? I know absolutely screen. nothing about this king in yellow. I've never seen the play or read it or, or anything like that. Just going out for yellow dress, it almost seemed, unless that's just a lead. Yellow is their color, yeah, so... It all brings back to circle that these guys are threats and we should probably do what needs to be done. Starting with Ekmechi, I think. Just give the word. Speaking of which, I did order some ordinance. I'm not sure, Matthew, if and when that is, they affirm that or not, but if they told him a date, he'd be like, we should get it this time. Um, you can have that ready by morning. So that will be ready for you to collect tomorrow morning. <laughs> well. We're gonna have the list of ordinance ready by morning. Even something for you, Doctor. I I will I will support anything that you want to do. Um I think I think I'll, all I'm doing is prioritizing. I'm just saying Ekmechi, there's probably something bad with this Majash, possibly with the yellow guy, and then that might clear up all the problem. The Tesseract people are they're basically information oh. worshippers. Remember, they were building a giant castle to house people 
from something that's bad's going to happen that they think well, is bad's going to happen. Yeah. When we're up in the top, and it weirded out my mind, but the the moving box thing, the tesseract itself. Yeah. And then we saw a like stone glowish map with all these explosions everywhere. It could be tied to more than just one nuclear blast. It might be. They might have asked, "Will will there be an end of the world?" And uh, Dale Leth said, "Yeah." But it was it wasn't it like a stone? It was something solid in the dream world there, right? It was yeah. it was a, it was basically a map of the, the planet, wasn't yeah. it? Where all the atomic Big bombs had gone off. Three sixty map kind of of the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. As you're yeah. describing that, um, you can each hear that the phone downstairs, the one that's in the main uh, reception area, starts ringing. And I do this. Maybe that's Summerton. Where's he been? Yeah, Summerton or uh, Combs. Combs. Let's. Uh, hey. I'm Somebody, Sullivan, you go. Oh, Sullivan. <laughs> I, did, oh. I did this first. That means not it to get the phone. Am I the only one who's feeling rather um, concerned about the fact that we've, we've already lost two members of our team? Hmm. Well, I mean, no, I'm a, yes. I'm assuming it's been called off, but remember, in the game time, it's only been hours. So, I'm not sure. Combs might be a day or so by this point. Maybe. I would say. Yeah. I mean, none, nonetheless, nonetheless, they. I mean, all right, Summerton was 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 called off for something. That's that's fair enough. Earlier today. But, First uh, one of the phone wins. But Combs just, <laughs> it's just gone dark. Hello? I yes. Okay, there you go. LeBeau got it. Oh, LeBeau. Okay. Um, so, yeah, LeBeau picks up the phone. Um, there's a male voice on the other end. Um, you can hear a click, so it's definitely a encrypted line, so it's not going to be listened into. Um, and a man with a British accent. You don't recognize the voice, though, so it's not um, anyone that you've met so far. Um, just says... Ah, um, good evening. Could I please speak to a Miss Volkova, please? Miss Volkova, um, may I ask who's calling? Yeah, uh, my name's Pendleton. Um, she should be expecting my call. Um, is there a number she can call you back, or...? But she has the number if she wants to call me back, yes. Okay, uh, I'll put you on hold, but if we get disconnected, I'll make sure she calls you back. No problem, thank you. Yeah, Run all the way back upstairs, panting <laughs> out of breath. You get your exercise. <laughs> it's hard to tell you. You. Uh, phone call for me. All right, I'll I'll uh, head down and and get it. Okay, I'm sending you a message with what uh, you are informed. Oh snap! <laughs> I'll tell you after that experience. I, I with with the Dale I I could probably sleep for a week. Well, go to it. We need to be rested anyway. Uh, I, I am. I'm going to go to sleep. If you guys tell me what in the morning, if there's anything uh, important to talk about. All right. Good night. Oh, I, I wish I hadn't had that Turkish energy drink now. <laughs> Despite the Turkish I'm, I'm energy wide energy awake. Energy. I tell you, I'm, I'm... Well, let's let ja I'll let Jacoby go and Natalia's gone, right? Like, are you going down to bed, Jacoby? Yeah. Good night. I have something I'll say to the other two, but. Um, that's right. I was. I thought you were gonna go to Natalia, but you're sending her a message. Like, I got weapons. 
and I'm getting worried. I'm worried about Jacoby and the fish people. I don't know if it's a major concern yet. It might not be connected, but it seems like everything is. But what, what do we do? Are, are we going to are we going to green light someone? How um how do you feel about taking out the Sekimachi guy? Perfectly fine. No regrets. Well, I, I think he's definitely a threat. He's not only a threat um, in in terms of his cult activities, but he's specifically a threat, a, a threat to us. And he is almost certain to move against us the instant this cloak wears off. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Out of game, I forgot about that, but I'd be like, uh, it's even more of an issue to move sooner. I don't want to be rash. I've been thinking the about wild, it. Wild, wild cloaked. We have the, the, the yeah. element of price. Mm-hmm. Can you remind me again, uh, What? why are we a threat to him? How does he know he, about us? He knows that we're cloaked mm-hmm. um, because I went to visit him at his office. And he hadn't foreseen that happening. Okay. He so knew when he would next you. see me, and it was not there. Um, I mean, I would assume that basically, as soon as he had met, as soon as he bumped into any one of us in any circumstance that he hadn't already predicted, the cover would have been blown. Um, it just happened to be me there. Um, I say that by by way of trying to um, excuse my. <laughs> Error. Um, no. And he would have assumed then that we were in league with Daleth. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And of course, you know, that he, he some, also some... gave himself away in doing that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, it's a catch 22 that you know, neither of us has really got the upper hand on the other. Well, except that we have got the upper hand on him because we're cloaked. And we know where he works, right? Yes. We can walk right into his building if we needed to. And he's just a professor, right? What's that? He's just a professor, right? It's not like he's got uh, heavy security or stuff like well, that. He's, he's a professor and and um, follow him home. An, an MIT asset. All right, we can just follow him after class. Now, Henry, you said though. I don't know what I believe and what I don't believe as far as dark ritualistic magic, but we did go through something like that. Didn't you say he tried something on you? Once you when you were in his office, tried to do something with your head. Yeah, it, it was it was very odd. Um, he, it's, it's very it's, it's difficult to describe to you. But when he was questioning me, there, there was a he made some some sort of gesture with his hand, and then I felt this extraordinary compulsion to just tell him the truth, hmm. which as I'm sure you can understand for someone in, uh, in our line of work uh, is, is, a, is, a, is a rather unfamiliar feeling. And uh, I mean, luckily just, I'm not sure whether it was by force of will or by just sheer habit, I was able to, to suppress the urge to do that, but it was, um, it was touch and go for a moment. 
So if it exists, if magic or someone, if he's a cult member, if it's true, I know we say he's just a professor, but we have to assume that he might be capable of more than one thing. So catching him off guard would be even more important before he could possibly respond to something. Yeah, I, I mean, this this was, I mean, we're, we're not talking about sort of um, hypnotic induction, speed induction or something. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've done the courses. I know how to resist that. <laughs> this this was no this was something yes this this was something that was very much i think section 46 territory what he so, what he did in there was the real deal i think so even if that that should be a concern to you if you get into close quarters with him is uh, there something you can do from a distance yeah with a gun follow him <laughs> if i if i get close and i got a big knife however you know and i know some things but i would hopefully not be going alone i mean well actually i'm not sure it would be appropriate i mean you could do it solo or we could do it in a pair trio i mean lebeau you already you already shot a sniper so you're you're solid in my book <laughs> i look i look away <laughs> Still thinks it. it's going to keep thinking to you, <laughs> or whatever. But I'm ready yeah, to move. Yeah, I I think I am too, um, and I'm ready to help in any way I can. Um, timing? Do we need to? I mean, it's priority, right? This is this is something we should do tomorrow, I guess. I would think uh, at least surveying his day to day, try to watch him le go in and then leave at least. Uh, what's it called? Uh, scout it out, whatever. Um, would be the wisest choice, and then maybe follow him. Look for an opening. Act fast. Try to make it quiet. And then make sure we have transportation to get the hell out of there. Or we'll find a way to disappear, wherever it may be. Henry, how did you... If I don't know this, tell me. Um, but if, how did you meet him? How did you get there? I took a taxi to the university. Okay. Maybe we could get we could get Bennett to give us a ride. I forgot to mention this a few minutes ago, but I went to her to get the ordinance, and I basically learned she's an assassin. But she's not I cloaked. That's true. We have to we have to work on the, uh, the, the assumption that if we interact with anyone who isn't cloaked in, in any element of this, then he's able potentially to divine that incident from the perspective of the person who isn't cloaked. Hmm, I thought it was the driver, but that could still be oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how these things work, but I'm just, I'm just assuming. No, that's, that's a good point. It might be too easy. I mean, I didn't, you, you mentioned going to see him at the university. I went to see him at the university because I knew he was peripherally involved with Kasakos yeah. in some way. That's what I thought. Okay. I thought he had some sort of, he, he was some sort of link between MIT and the Russians. Um, I had no idea. Of, of, of what he's what he was really up to until I until I stepped in that office. 
I have, I have an idea. Do you happen to remember if he had a secretary or any kind of security just to get up to where he was? Is it pretty easy in and out of his office? Uh, I believe, I, th I think he had a secretary. We could have a driver. The, the closest thing to the secretary, you saw that there was an empty desk and you saw that the nameplate on the desk was Vahidi's. Oh, right. But she wasn't there. Well, that'd be great. Whether she was or not, just walk right by. You could have two of us go in. One is a driver. Two go in, take care of it, just leave. Of course, we'd leave him right there at his desk. That might be messy. I don't know if it's something we need to make it, you know, he had an accident in his office or he was just murdered or if it needs to just disappear after school hours. I don't know if there's maybe potentially a better way to handle it. Gory in public or private, quiet? Yes, the latter. I, I would think. Um, if he's connected with MIT, we want as little attention as possible. Quick interjection. Uh, at this point, you hear footsteps coming up the um, the stairs back to the roof, and Natalia comes back up and joins you. Everything okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just the uh, home office checking in. Um, he just wanted me to catch them up on our progress, so. <sighs> Paperwork. I need a drink. You need know, vodka up here. I think, by the, I think by this point we have like several ashtrays full of cigarettes and like a few empty bottles and a few quarter and half filled bottles maybe collected. <laughs> maybe they're not part of that, I don't know, but it's just like, which one? <laughs> As you're rooting around for, uh, for a bottle or anything to drink, uh, you hear the phone ring again. Oh, God, I'll, I'll get it this time. I'll... All right. We need some more ice anyway. Please <laughs> for me, tell them I'll, I'm, I'm drinking right now. <laughs> After that long conversation I had, I, I just need a break. Tell them I'll call them in the morning if it's for me. Um, when, when you get down to the phone and pick it up again, you hear a click. Um, Hello. Very instance of your line. Um, you hear a familiar voice on the end. Um, it's Leighton. Um, he says, it's like, ah, um, Postgate, yes? Yes, that's right. What can I do for you? Uh, can you grab LeBeau for me? I just wanted to have a quick word with him. LeBeau? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Would, would, you, would you hold, please? Sure, sure. And I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll race upstairs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's you getting the exercise this time. Two steps at a time. <laughs> and uh, just sort of as I, as I just sort of stick my head above the thing to come back up, I, I say, uh, LeBeau, it's for you. Ugh. Leighton. Ugh. What does he want? All right. I'll get up and make, run back down this. Okay. And make a uh, mental note that maybe we can rewire the phone lines up to the roof. Yeah, I, you could definitely do that. All you just need is more wire. Yeah, I'll look into that. Um, your option, do you want me to write this out as a private message or do you want me to um, say it out loud? Uh, let's go with out loud. There's, there's okay. a lot of secrets floating around. I'll be open. Okay. One's got to break the trend. <laughs> right. Ah, good. Good to hear from you, Lebeau. Um, 
I thought I'd drop you a message, um, considering that you are probably going to get a very large pat on the back when you get back to Langley. Um, following up on your recommendation, I've just got word that we've intercepted the heart of Havana. Nice. All right. Any yeah, we found, we found what their um, cargo manifest is saying that they're going to be picking up there um, in, in Istanbul. They're picking up a DSV that they are planning on to, um, doing a rescue mission to a submarine which has apparently gone down in the Bosphorus Canyon looking for survivors. Uh, there is a task reporter on board uh, they're ready to document their case. Um, it would be rather unfortunate, um, she hinted, that if anything was to happen to the DSV and that if any of the ship or the cargo were interfered with, it would look rather bad for any force interfering with them, uh, effectively getting in the way of what is, at this point, a rescue or mercy mission. So, you pretty much stopped an international incident, so thank you very, very much, uh, sir. I'm glad I could be a help. And, and just... I'm sure LeBeau knows, but just for any viewers or listeners, a DSV again is a deep submersible vehicle. Okay, that's, I was in the right ballpark. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, no, that's great. Um, so, is the do we know is the Havana still heading to port or? Yeah, but we've got no reason to stop them. Um, there is nothing on the boat otherwise besides this. Uh, well, even the DSV isn't there yet. They're saying that it's going to be coming in by train the day that they arrive. Ah, okay. It's planned to be loaded straight from the train onto the boat. And then as soon as they've picked it up, they secure it, they're heading up the Bosphorus, and they're going to try and dive on the submarine. Gotcha, okay. And so they're, they're unlikely to find any survivors, they fully admit this, but they have to try. It's... It's, a, it's kind of obligatory. No, no one gets left behind on a submarine. Obviously, if there is, if there anything did go wrong down there, they'll try and find out what went wrong. And this is. Do we know who's running this mission then? Yeah, it's been run by the Soviet Navy. The Soviets. It's one of their subs that's gone down. They have every right to go and find it. Okay, so there. So that's the rescue part. They're rescuing their own. Uh, people slash submarine. Yeah, or at least to perform an autopsy as to what the hell went wrong and why the submarine sunk. And possibly recover what was ever on the submarine. A black box, for instance, yes. Okay. Um, before I ask Leighton, I'm going to ask you, Matt, because I'm not sure if I know the procedure here. Yeah. If we're talking about putting a hit on a possible cult leader, uh -huh. is that something we need to clear through CIA, or this is not even related to the CIA? This is Section 46. It's, if it's related to 46, like that solely is, there is sometimes if there's crossover, you could say, well, this guy that's interfering with the Kazakov um, extraction, maybe we need to get rid of him. Yeah. Then that would be something yeah. that you would bring up with them. But this is completely separate from the Kazakov affair, as far as you can tell. Okay. So it, there's no point even bringing it up to him. Okay, gotcha. All right. But yeah, as I say, I fully, fully expect a big uh, pat on the back, old man. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for the heads up. Um, are we, we okay with letting all this happen? Or 
is there any need for us to get involved in some way to stop this from happening? Well, this, this is the first we've heard about a, um, a submarine having gone down in the area. Mm. Um, it's a bit late for us to deploy anyone that could potentially watch, o uh, watch over this. But the only information I could, or the only recommendation I could potentially pass over to yourself is if you come across any information about this that could potentially give us any idea of what's going on down there, then by all means, tell us. But otherwise, no, we want to we keep our hands well clear of this. We, we do not want to be seen interfering with Soviets going on a, going on a rescue mission, especially if it's on Turkish, um, in Turkish, on Turkish soil or it's in their ocean. Because again, they, they're, they're proud people. If we start screwing around on their doorstep and causing them shit, they're, they're suddenly, their liking of being in NATO may not be as good as it once was. Okay. I'm just, I'm laughing. I'm looking at my intelligence and I'm thinking, okay, you're telling me no, but if I'm hearing you correctly, you're telling me yes. <laughs> I get it. So yes, sir, I, I understand. <laughs> I'm glad we're clear on that issue. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, uh, th thank you for the information, and I'll be sure to fill in the rest of the guys on this. Gotcha. Right. In which case, I will bid you good night. Thank you, sir. Uh, and you hear a click. I'll run back upstairs and relay the story. Interesting. That's going to turn in. That's going to go from a CIA issue into a forty-six issue. Sounds like to me. Maybe. Certainly could at some point. Things are lived. Didn't the first submarine go down because they sent the Shogoth up and ripped it apart? Right, the deep ones. Isn't that what we got? Did we get that from Jacoby? I did think he told us. I don't. Did I ever tell you that? See, that's what I can't remember. I don't oh, think you right. did. I told you that there was a submarine that was, I guess I did tell you that it was attacked. Maybe there wasn't the detail and I'll, I'll redact that. I'll just, you know, like. I'm not sure my character knows what the hell a shock off is. So it was just a word she used and I don't sure. know what I mean, it meant. So I just said. I, if, if you related anything, I would just automatically go to, um, okay. I'll just go to, yeah, it's the fish people. They live down there. They're going to they're gonna cause a ruckus if they dive down there and they're not quiet. But they're going to go down and try to explore their old sub, which is what the fish people already wrecked house on, right? So who knows if they're guarded or not. Everyone can give me a Cthulhu Mythos roll again if you want to have um, at least some indication of what the word Shoggoth means. Come on, come on. Bloody um, hell, I'm I've got an eight this time. Hey. <laughs> you are tuned into the universe tonight. Henry, Henry, Henry knows his stuff, doesn't he? I've got a 17. So. I, I aligned. Mm. I said as well. Not, oh. not to one up you, Henry, but I just got an 01. Oh. oh. Right. Um, <laughs> my mother was part shot up. What's, what's that? <laughs> LeBeau, what's that example. thing that's just started growing out of your <laughs> pineal gland? It's <laughs> right. Well, I was going to say that Postgate definitely remembers a mention of this uh, a mention of this word in a couple of texts, um, particularly reference to things like the Pit of the Shoggoths, 
that they are some kind of servitor race, that they aren't fully, they, they aren't deep ones or they are fish people, but they are a race that are used by them. Um, LeBeau, yeah, you remember especially looking through some of the paperwork that was um, amongst uh, some of N's materials that uh, Section 46 are given to read um, upon their induction. And remember an incident referred to as the Innsmouth Raid, um, particularly an, OS, an OSS report from around that time, um, where it details some of these creatures that were discovered, again, in collaboration with these fish people, um, that resemble a protoplasmic blob that uh, reformed mouths, eyes, muscle tissue, the works, a, a monstrous creature that caused a hell of a lot of casualties. We're not even sure they killed um, they killed it off the one that they made. Um, if you are familiar with the uh, the overall description of a shogoth, that that is what you've got. Oh, you're muted. So yes, I relay all that. Uh, that or something. And that might not be our first concern, but they. The Soviet could be getting themselves into some hot water. They go down there. I wonder how Jacoby's going to react to this news. Oh, he's in love with them, so he probably think it's okay. I don't know. Is he going to try to stop it? Oh, I, I don't. I, I, I don't really feel very comfortable to, um, discussing one of our team behind his back. But, um, Fair enough. Fair enough. I just, I just, uh, I, I think we need to be very cautious there, and and I worry that he might get um, too close. That's what you I know, know, you know these these things, and I don't just mean these fish people. I mean these things in general. They can, their their ideas can be um, very seductive. And people yeah. can be swayed by these things. I, um, well, that, that's what, I mean, I know you just said you don't like talking about your team members, but, and I look at Eamon, and I'm going to say, I'm, I'm concerned. He, he seems way too into this research of his. And now he's taken it upon himself to read some book, I think. And he's now communicating with one of the cult gods by himself. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I don't know. I think he's compromised. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I, I, I don't necessarily oh. think he's compromised, but I, I don't just know if he's think that, that if it gets to a certain point, we have to be willing to just step in and i don't mean in a in a in a violent manner i mean we just need to step in and um intervene yes i suppose stage an intervention to yeah. to explain to him what he's doing that you know if if it, if it starts getting out of control we have to we owe it to him as a, as a team member to at least make him aware um, now, I don't think it's got to that point yet, but I think it, it mm. could. 
you know, these, these, these things, they, these things can get into people's heads. It can be very dangerous. Agreed. Yeah. You know, we, we, we can't let one of our own fall prey to something like that. It's just not, no, I, don't, I don't want anyone to get hurt or fall to it. And that's why I just want to make sure that, that I specifically asked Leighton if we should get involved in any way with this rescue mission. And he said, clearly not. Because if we get caught, it's, it would be a huge embarrassment. Well, you might not have a choice if it goes to the 46th side of the scale, but I guess we can worry about that. Well, how, how long How long until the, the train and the boat reach the port? I think it's tomorrow. Or am I? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. We already made plans for tomorrow, so now what do we do? <laughs> Maybe we sleep on it now and reconvene. All of us talk about it. Do something. Natalia, I wanted to check. I don't know if you were on the phone while we were discussing this, but uh, did you hear our conversation about Ekmechi? No, I was still on the phone. What did you come up with? Uh, I think we have a consensus that we're going to try to eliminate them ourselves. Hmm. Okay. Are you uh, okay with that? That's part of the job. Um, you have any uh, idea of how you want to go about it? I think that's what we were sort of discussing on the phone, right? Um, okay. I think Eamon's our, our head. I don't know. Your, your, your sniper skills uh, might come into handy. That's what I was thinking. I got well, I, I hope you'll be there with me, Natalia, to uh, what, for, for calm you to my nerves. Uh, for, for, for you to protect me again? I might just be in your way. I'll give one thing, um, one roll before people head to bed. You can give me int rolls or idea rolls for various aspects of something you're discussing. There is potentially an alternative. I pass. Ooh, an 08. Oh, I can definitely pass. 16. Yeah. The dice are favoring you guys tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to borrow them. You've jinxed it now. <laughs> Don't trust me. The only dice that hate me are mine. Oh. I was I was rolling when I, oh when I was GMing last night. I was rolling eighty pluses on everything. They they know they pick they pick their time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, for the, for those of you where the dice favour you, you're thinking about the DSV going down to the. Uh, the submarine or the remains of the submarine down at the bottom of the Bosphorus Canyon. Um, you're worried that what they might find down there, um, particularly they might have a run-in with the Deep One colony. What if they can be convinced to stay away? If they pull back and deliberately ignore the DSB going down there, there'll be no confrontation. Hmm. But that involves making a deal with them. With the Soviets? Or with the deep ones. Oh. Not the Soviets, yeah, that probably, that's why I was like, that's some terrible. Yeah, that, that, that would fulfill yeah. Leighton's requirement of keep your hands off, because you're dealing with the problem from the opposite end of the spectrum. I'll just leave that as a, as a potential seed of an idea. I already oh. had that seed. <laughs> that's, that's like, I've actually got a better idea. Oh, there you go. If yeah. anybody ever tells me. <laughs> Well, I think we should have it over breakfast in the morning. Right? You know, our ammunition's going to arrive, we're going to get breakfast, and then 
decide if we split up to do two to uh, do two different things. I don't know if four or five of us need to go on a murder. I think only two to maybe three need to go. So, what are you going to What are you going to say when you see H tonight? Yeah. Why would you? Why would you? That's not even. <laughs> why would you? No, you're going to be there too. That's all it's going to be. And I'm going to bed. <clears throat> okay. And he's like, he's like cursing his way down. He's like, I don't. Wants to make the deal. It's I go, and then you can't hear him anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we'll skip forward then. Um, various people head off to sleep with, without too much on their mind. Potentially, um, others like Eamon maybe thinking, "Oh crap, where am I going to end up this time?" No, I hope not. Huh? What time is? Oh, I guess I don't. I don't know if I would do that then. So it'd be up to the dice or whatever you say. <laughs> Kind of, um, actually, I'd probably be focused on like Mechi. I've been thinking about him a little bit. Gotcha. You are awoken by the sound of the minarets calling in the morning. Nothing happens that night. So, <laughs> well, uh, we can cut to breakfast if you like, if you want to uh, fill in Jacoby about uh, what happened, um, the info you've got. We can take it as ready, you just say we fill him in rather than go over everything again if you want. Or not. Yes, don't or not, yeah. Telling me, Don't. I'm okay with it. I'm uh, hesitant, but I'm actually gonna. I believe Henry will know best how to handle this, being the senior member. I am like eating a ton of food because I'm tired. <laughs> I was tired. Now I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Nice and good breakfast. So you do tell me about you're going to get Ekmechi today? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good yes. idea. It's not, it has to be done. He's our biggest threat. Anything else? I mean, this, 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 this needs to be done with, with absolute deniability. If, if we do this, we're doing this as a... Um, as a Section 46 matter. Hmm. So Amen, from a CIA perspective, we have no involvement in this. Amen, you're extremely well trained in that sort of thing, aren't you? So We'll find out. Um, there is a knock on the front door um, a little bit just after you finish breakfast. That's Ekmechi. I suggest we, we do it right now. And I'd also suggest that means our cloak would have run off. I'm going to go and open the door. Stand your guard. I'll stand behind the door with my pistol, like at temple height, looking at Henry. Yeah, hopefully at my temple. Just for clarification, <laughs> did you tell me anything about the? We would well. We were just about to approach it, but someone knocks on the door. All right, right. safe by the bell. It's a bit rude, I think. Right. And and I was joking. I'm not standing there with the pistol. So. Uh, I'm, well, I'm I'm sort of braced, across, and ready, you're, you're ready to slam the, the door in someone's right. face if I have to. So I am stuffing food in my mouth. Foot foot behind the door jam. Mm-hmm. Um, when you open up the door, there is a familiar face there, and no, it's not Eggmetti. Um It's actually Bennett. Uh, dressed in overalls, um, almost like a bit like a um, a removal or deli- uh, removal man or delivery driver. Um, 
there's a van parked on the other side of the road where you can see a couple of a uh, couple of guys are carrying out some crates. Um, each marked fragile and this way up. I'm bringing them across. The, there's three of them that they're bringing across um, towards your apartment. It says, ah, oh, uh, she says, oh, sir, I take it. Yeah, you live here. Can you? Uh, would you like to sign for the delivery? Oh yes, yes, of course. Um, and I will uh, sign for it with um, an entirely illegible signature. A, do a doctor's signature. Yeah, my signature actually. <laughs> <laughs> So as uh, someone once described it with my father's signature, someone like a spider's crawled across the ink. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, she looks down on it. I think that's um, all in order. So um, I hope you enjoy your machine parts and uh, good day to you, sir. Thank you very much. Take care. Yeah. Um, she gets back in the van. The other two, uh, the two uh, basically handymen, um, carry the two crates, uh, the three crates inside. Uh, they leave them in the main corridor. There's plenty of room to get round them. And then leaves a crowbar on top. They nod, they head out, climb in the van, and the van drives off. Score. Now, now I take it someone ordered something then? This might be our ordinance that we've uh, purchased. I see. Ian thinks it's Christmas morning. <laughs> I was holding back because I don't know who exactly it was yet, but yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> You can almost hear jingle bells playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll start. Well, we can, I can see that they're there and be like, oh, oh we got to finish breakfast first. Breakfast, at least in my house, is always breakfast first and then Christmas presents. So, sticking to tradition here. Mm -hmm. Well, well. While he's having breakfast, I will take a look at, at uh, what was sent. Oh, if you start doing that, then I'm going to be like, oh, fine then. <laughs> take that as justification. Uh, the first crate that you pull open, um, is the lo there's lots of hay and straw packing material in there. Ooh. So everything is, uh, everything is fairly packed in quite well. Um, but the first crate, when you push that aside, you can see there are smaller crates inside that are quite distinctive. Um, they are boxes of grenades. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other boxes contain various uh, various weaponry. Um, do you want to give a full list of what you asked for there, Amy? Do I want a full list? Do, do, do you want to give an overview to um, Natalia of the kind of things that you requested? Yes, I think I put it in an email. At some point, I have to find it real quick. Oh, wait. I asked for another 38 automatic handgun for Jacoby. Um, and I don't know if we got multiples, but I also had said kind of, well, out of character that I would, I would have asked if anybody else wanted any type of ordinance, you know, specifically. So, um, but I got a 12 gauge shotgun sawed off. It's time. M16A2 assault rifle. This is, these are the things I asked for anyway. A couple of boxes of ammo for everything. <laughs> Um, body armor, armor jacket, if there is such thing, and grenades, frag, smoke, flashbang. Again, I'm not sure if all those things were around or exactly where it was in as far as advancement in technology, but those are the things I thought off the top of my head, plus anything else relevant. Oh, yeah, I wanted a sniper rifle. Are, are you sure that the threat to the area isn't us? <sighs> That's good. That's well, a lot of stuff. If, if it wasn't, it is now. <laughs> 
Then maybe on the on the gun count because of your uh, discussion with uh, with Bennett about what if there's anything more more you can get. Uh, she has essentially been not lazy but kind of generously lazy, uh, and just put X two alongside all of your requests. <laughs> so you have two lots of everything that you have asked for. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, oh look, they brought you a sniper rifle and and they got me one too. There you go. Mm-hmm. LeBeau, you got a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> now you can show me how to shoot. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I see Natalia and Eamon just like, oh, yeah, and this, oh, you got that, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yep. And yeah, a few minutes. And now, now, we, now we sit down to breakfast, and then afterwards we can play uh, trade seas. You know that after, after 10,000 years of human technological advancement we're still throwing little rocks at uh, our enemies we're just mm-hmm. throwing them faster mm-hmm. well these rocks are are, are metal and, and uh <laughs> no rock <laughs> work. is it is it at this point that Eamon's girlfriend comes down and sees us all laying our weapons out uh, she has pretty much kept herself to the um, to the apartment. She hasn't left. Okay, just, just uh, reminding people that we do have a visitor. Uh, I know because Bennett was um, Bennett will actually, actually this yeah. might be a good opportunity to take her to take her away anyway. Um, though this was something that I think Eamon discussed last time, wasn't it, of getting her out of the country? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, in which case then she um, will have come down. Though she will have been asked to come down when the van was here, and then she would have left in the van with the other handymen. Okay. That's, I think it was much better for her. And then I talked about the missions after that and everything, so. Yep. And um, can I ask, Eamon, if all of these goodies, were they acquired on the books? Well, I'm sure. I don't know. I just asked Bennett. She said, her eyes lit up like it was Christmas for her as well. Okay. And we had a nice discussion about her days of doing things in mine. And she said, no problem. See it in the morning. Can so I, can I ask the GM that? Yeah. It's because it's been put through Bennett and Bennett is your local, one of your local station agent. Yeah. Yeah. This has gone through the books. This is okay. official above board. You're not going to get bitten by suddenly saying, well, how did you get a grenade from? Okay. It, it's something you have got, and it's all all eyes dotted, every T's crossed. Great, and yet at the same time, if we all of a sudden get a nice package of sniper rifles, and somebody just happens to get shot by a sniper rifle today, it's something we probably need to be uh, aware of. Yeah, covering a trap still might be a good thing. Yeah. All that. At the same time, we might not be the only agents in, in this city, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you know that SIS have a, have a base here. Yeah, you do remember that we were at the police station and there was a sniper across the right, right. street, so. Been shot at already. Yeah. Well, you guys look like you're having all kinds of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, does anyone gonna tell about the sub? I think this would be appropriate time if we were going to. I I think you should, yes. Damn. 
Okay. Uh, so just want to say that you start telling me about the sub. I think yes. so. Okay. We will. Yes, we'll tell you. Yeah. I I probably go a little pale. Hmm? Yeah. Do you know the implications of that? I'm like, my God. If they go down there. And you can sort of see my, the gears grinding. How could we solve this? How could we solve this problem? I'm like, um. Well, if they, um. Do you also tell me about the shock off? Because my character didn't have a clue what that word meant. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm like, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you as best I can remember. There's this yeah. thing called a shibboleth. The... That was what that was what the fish woman said. That they sent a shoggoth, and it destroyed the the sub. It sunk the sub. If you're in contact with these creatures, I think you need to explain to them that if they attack that DSV, they they will probably manage to 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 destroy this 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 rescue mission. I'm sure they could. I'm sure they have the the wherewithal to do it. But once that's done, they will reveal that they will have been revealed. It will be known that there's something down there, and yes. more men will come, and they'll keep coming. Why? It, it, you know, they 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 need it, it, these things. It, 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 this is a fragile balance. If they're gonna, if if they have a colony, I don't know what kind of structures they build. Uh, moving it might not be that easy. However, how do you find a submarine that's sunk? Does the submarine have a signal? If uh, if Ian were here, he could tell us all about submarines, but alas, we haven't seen him in a couple of days now. Yeah, um, last night. I would well, assume I'm assuming they'll know what its last position was when it, uh, and start from there. Or, or, or could they be using sonar to find the object on the bottom? Or I would imagine so. Or could there be a distress signal from the thing? Equally possible. Now, Natalia would know definitely being a um, the techie kind of of the group, at least in terms of nuclear physics and so on, and on that, or the engineering front rather, uh, rather than techie. Natalia. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, would know, and actually, probably Bo would get this as well, being the signal specialist. Um, but they would probably have an ultra low frequency transponder um, that would act as a act as a beacon connected with the black box specifically, so it can be um, so so it can be found. We have to move the sub. I mean, yeah. we don't move the sub. That's what I mean. Like I was about to ask, are are we going to uh, don on some wetsuits and? No, if they have these. Shoggoths, you called them. Could they not move the sub to somewhere else? Nearby, not just far enough away that they find the sub, but they don't find the city or the, 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 the outpost. Hmm. suppose it's possible. I mean, I've, I've no idea what the, uh, the capabilities oh. of these Shoggoths I, I don't either, but if one of them can bring down a sub... And they have more than one. You said pit of Shoggoths? I don't know what that is, but 
it, it's important that I get a message to them so that I can warn them. Right. You said this right. is coming tomorrow or today. Well, we, we're sitting here now. I mean, how fast can you get in contact with them? I, 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 I have a place I can go. Uh, it's, it's a mansion. Um, I can leave right now. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into contact with them, or I could go back to the, the brothel. But the boat will be arriving, or the ship will be arriving at the port today. It won't be leaving until tomorrow, and it will take at least a day for them to get to the position at the end of the Bosphorus Canyon, and then lower the DSV. So you've got a little bit of time. Got a couple of things. Okay. So I can still have, I can still finish my breakfast. Thank goodness. <laughs> Can't I, I feel wonderful this morning. It's like my entire magic uh, has has returned to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, w I would caution Jacoby that if, when you do go, you don't have to go alone. I'm sorry, not to go alone or to go alone? Don't go alone. Well, do you want to go with him? Sounds like you're... Uh, I, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like uh, Eamon is going to be pretty busy today. Well, I'm he, not saying me. I mean, you, you mentioned the, the brothel, and he did bring a young lady home the other night. So I guess Yeah, he, I think I do need to go alone. It's dangerous, but I think you should. I, they already at least trust me at least that much. You know what? That's not a bad idea. I mean, if you bring somebody else, they might uh, they may not show up. They might not trust me. Right. He goes. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. And you do feel comfortable. It seems like you're comfortable with with uh, dealing with them. So, well, quite honestly, all they can do is kill me. You know what? Not necessarily. He goes, and that's why I got this for you. And you're gonna take it. If you're gonna go alone, you're at least gonna go arms. And he like slaps oh, the 38 down in front of you. He's like, uh, it's gonna happen. No. For a moment, yeah, I thought you were gonna give him a grenade. No. Sorry, sorry. I I was gonna give him a grenade post game. I just haven't gone that far yet. Starting small. Handgun, grenade. Well, okay, okay. But they found those on me. Supposed to be subtle. Uh, yeah. You you have to you Amen, Amen. can't go unarmed. Amen. And I, I put my hand on your shoulder. I am armed. Just not with a gun. My not I have ways. Them off you later. Right. I have ways. And I could demonstrate, but I don't want to. This makes me worry more when he says that. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> at least think about it before you go. It doesn't hurt. Let's just say that I could incapacitate any one of you for a number of hours. With what? Really bad deal. <sighs> With my shogun powers. No. Don't worry about how. <laughs> but I, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. If I don't come back by this afternoon, or contact you, then I don't know what. I if there's a problem between, I I can't even imagine what would happen if they they found those fish people down there. They could start a, an avalanche of conflict. Hmm. I don't know the answers. I just don't know the answers. I don't know them. I don't know what's happening. But I think I can if we can get them to move that submarine, then I think we're okay. 
And I don't think they want the conflict either. So why why would you have them move the submarine when they're specifically going to find it? Shouldn't shouldn't they just stay away from the area totally? How do we get this, them to stay? Well, I think that it might be near there, near where they are. They destroyed it because it got too close to their outpost. I'm not condoning destroying it. They're, maybe they're primitive minds. We don't understand them, but they destroyed that submarine because it got too close to their outpost. It might be sitting right in the middle of their city right now, for all we know. I keep saying city. There's probably no city. There's probably couple of huts what do you meant though yeah if they could if they could just leave for a bit until they came down retrieved it and left then they could just hurtle back in maybe they don't want to we will we'll we'll leave it at least in part up to them but they might also find some strange i don't know if they live in houses down there or you know seashells who knows how they live it's sardine cans it could be you know like some sort of uh coral fantasy down there that they all live in. I have no idea, but we don't want them to find anything down there. Um, Isn't that going to raise a red flag, though, if the Soviets, if they know that the submarine, they've got to know approximately where it went down. They might think that it shifted. You know, the currents moved it, or it shifted, or, I mean, it's like them trying to find the Titanic, which they'll never find the Titanic. But uh, it probably drifted miles and miles. It's the best part of a two-mile drop. So it could have gone, depending if it was going at any kind of velocity, it could have gone down at an angle. It may not have gone straight down. Right. It, they will have a general approximate area. That's why it's got the likes of the, the ultra-low frequency transponder to then, um, to then home in on where it is. But at the minute, they only have a general area. That's my guess. But let's finish these Turkish pancakes. <laughs> Are they pancakes? I think so. I don't know what they're made I of. They, I thought they were coasters. <laughs> they were quite hard. <laughs> I've, I've been resting my coffee on one for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they're delicious, actually, with a little uh, honey on them and... Maybe they are coasters. Holy crap. Have I been eating coasters? Very tasty ones in either uh, case. All right. right once, uh, once breakfast is done, it seems like you've got an idea of uh, what different tasks you want to be tackling. It seems like Ekmechi is going to be a big one. Um, and that's, correct me if I'm wrong, that's going to be everyone apart from Jacoby, because Jacoby's going up to the Romelli Cavagi um, brothel to make. Um, to make contact with the yes. with the deep ones, making contact on a business trip. <laughs> I won't turn anybody away that wants to go. Maybe we just need a car. Maybe. Uh, this is going to be more. We'll, we'll generalize part of this because I imagine you're probably going to be doing some setup. Um, there was discussion. Correct me if I'm wrong. You want to try and get an idea of his movements during the day. Yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't think we want to go into this blind, do we? I would say scouting that would be a good idea. I know one. I don't know if one day is enough or part of a day, but uh, you know, try to do some reconnaissance. Okay, uh, that's going to take time. So in theory, 
Jacoby could actually go up to the um, go up to the brothel and come back to be involved in this if he wanted to be. Yes, well, the, the, the more boots on the ground, the better. Let's let's um, let's see how he gets on. We'll 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 go. Uh, <clears throat> we've got a few hours. I'm 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 really not interested in your murdering somebody. I mean, if you want to do that, that sounds like fun. But I I abhor violence. Fair enough. So you have the option, but so it's com complete completely down to you. So if for, it's all the same to you. <laughs> for those of you that are on Team Murder Spree, um, can I have <laughs> can I have trade craft rolls from all of you? Trade craft. Yeah. Oh, man. Nope. That, I could spend twenty luck. Uh -huh. That's a lot of luck. I know. No, I failed to. Come on, Natalia. You'll, you'll need that luck for. Uh, nope. Hang on. I'm, I'm still trying to find Tradecraft on my very last one on the bottom right. Oh, oh, there we are. Right. Okay. Yeah, got it. I could yeah. push the roll. We could push the roll. Oh, man. You could. So it's all riding on Postgate at the minute. Yep. Um, well, if I could spend four luck points, I could make it. Yeah, you can spend as many as you like if you're, if you're on. So. Okay, I will, well, I'll spend four luck points, which, which would put me at 40 out of 40. Okay. Right. This happens over the course of probably, we'll call it two or three hours as you're looking around. If I'm getting right, you want to see his movements around the university to see how he comes and goes from, uh, from his office and so forth. Um, you're staying outside the university, yes? You're getting an idea of the picture of what's happening from the outside. Probably the best idea. Yes, I'm I'm keeping my distance because um, he, uh, he very much knows that, that I know and I know that he knows. Yeah. He may not know that the other, he may suspect that the others are closed. <laughs> But um, he knows that I definitely am. So uh, if he sees me lingering about, that's going to blow everything. So uh, you are able to keep yourselves far enough away, especially with the um, with the one pass roll between you, um, so that you know that you are not spotted throughout the course of this. But you are fairly adamant you want to arrive early because at that point you want to make sure that you see him arrive and you see other people, their movements and how they coincide with him moving around. So this is going around the perimeter, keeping an eye on the car park, looking at the, um, the window into his office and doing it fleetingly from a, uh, from a distance as you go move in circles around, um, around this part of the university. It's pretty much dead when you arrive. There is no one there. And you keep watching as various people pull up into the staff car park. You watch people get out. You watch them go inside. At some point, Ekmechi is just in his office. He just It's almost as if he just appears in his office. He doesn't go in by, as far as you can tell, by mundane means. He definitely did not walk in. He definitely didn't walk into the building, as far as you can tell. He didn't drive up and then walk, um, get out of the car and go into, um, into the building. Either he was in the building all the time, which seems a bit ridiculous because you've been in his office, you've seen that he had no real sleeping facilities there, 
or he just appeared. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that that might be him using one of those um, orbs. Mm-hmm. Which the, um, which, um, um, Mahidi. Mahidi. yes, look, looks to intersections document, <laughs> um, which Vahidi has. Um, so that would, um, that, that, that would not be a surprise. Mm -hmm. uh, much, much of the later part of the morning is him spent in his office working on various documentation. Um, it seems that he's doing some research, he's looking between books. He, he is generally doing what an academic would do. There doesn't seem to be anything suspicious about what he's doing. Um, he does, um, towards lunchtime, have a visit from Barris, the MIT agent um, that you've previously bumped into briefly. Um, you see him go into Ekmech's office. The two of them have a quick chat, there's a shake of hands, there's some smiles between them, they sit down and have coffee together. It seems very friendly. There's nothing, again, nothing ominous mm. going on between them. Um, the meeting lasts maybe half an hour. Um, it's nothing that seems particular, say, particularly ominous or of note. It seems like they're more just touch, uh, touching base. Um, Barris then leaves, he gets back in the same car, in the car park that he arrived in and drives away. Um, are you planning on keeping observation on him all through the day? I think so. Mm -hmm. In which case, your sequence of events is pretty much going to reverse. Um, when it comes towards the end of the day, you see everyone start to leave the university. Um, there are some lights that remain on as some people say they're late into the night either. Um, again, doing long-term projects, their, their offices, uh, they keep the light on in their office. But... About five or six o'clock, he just walks past the window and then he's gone. He doesn't come back into sight, but he doesn't leave the building. Um, you don't see the interior door in the office open at any point. It's as if he's just either lurking in the corner or he's gone again. Great. <clears throat> what do I want to do next? I was just going to ask real quick. Um, what what does the campus look like as far as like uh, is it a, is it a crowded, active, lots of people? Or? Um, it's fairly average. They they don't have a massive student body, um, but it's enough that you could if you kind of congregate them all together, you could have a good crowd. But generally, there's people in groups of two or three wandering around. Um, it's it's nice and not particularly crowded. Okay. What were you going to say? I was going to ask if you could pick a lock. Because mm. after listening to this, I'd be like, hide in his office and wait till he comes in in the morning. If he's not going to, I don't know, unless unless we talk to his, uh, what's her name? Tahiti, about where he stays, where he lives. Good thing about that. Or... She wasn't. She wasn't going to be sad to see him go, right? But she wanted out and away from this guy. If that's the case, so that's one route we could ask her. 
about where his location is or break into his office and wait for him to come in the next day. And I, I know she um, she wants out of there. I'm I'm not sure she'd necessarily um, want to just do this. She has mentioned where he is based. Where he is what? Remember where? Where he's based? You say? Yeah. Yeah. I do not remember. I don't remember that one. Uh, she mentioned that he had brought Leander's tower and converted it into a restaurant. Oh, yes. Underground. Yes, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the list. Leander's tower, there it is. I was just looking at that. Is that out in the river? Oh, yes. It is in, not in the middle of the Bosphorus, but it's definitely surrounded by water on all sides. <laughs> An actual fortress. Indeed. <laughs> Is uh, what's that plate? I don't know if we've seen it or not. Like, is it like, is there a bridge accessible to it? Is like, or is it supposed to be like old and abandoned? Um, it's converted now into a restaurant, so it is well in the process of being converted into a restaurant at this time. Okay. So it is somewhere that is kind of habited, um, but there are ferries that go back and forth. It's too far for a bridge to cross, but there are numerous uh, ferries that run to it, predominantly from the Asian side of the Bosphorus, not so much the European side. It's it's the same tower from uh, the world is not enough, isn't it? The James Bond film. That's the one. The one where the submarines dock. That one. So, you can ferry over to the Asian side, and then ferry from there. So it's not suspicious over to the tower during the day, and uh -huh. wait for him until night, and then take him out there in his own place. Might just have to wait a day, and hopefully we have enough cloak to do it. But because I don't, I don't think do ferries not approach that from the uh, Istanbul side, the European side. Oh, they can do. It's just a longer trip. That's so it's just infrequent, more infrequent. Is it is it a normal thing that happens on a day to day basis? It would do if the restaurant was open. The restaurant yeah. is in the process of being uh, renovated and say, converted. So at the minute it isn't open. You'd have to charter a ferry to go out there. Or you could be, you could try and blag that you're one of the, say, the decorating team that's going over there, for example. There, there are ways of getting over. Well, that's what I was thinking. I would think that the ferries that are going over there right now are probably with like construction crew and other remodeling crew, like whatever they're currently part, you know, what they're on in there. So just uh -huh. jump in with those guys, maybe. I can look like a dock worker or a remodeler or a construction worker. Why not? A couple of us. Mm -hmm. So sneak over there and hide and wait until he comes home at night. I don't know. Just throwing it out because I think we're unsuccessful for today unless we're going to try to sneak over there right now. Uh, you can give me int rolls as well for other options. There's an idea, Rob. Can yeah. we enlist Bahiti's uh, help? Yes. And get her to 29. 29 out of 80. Oh, Pass. Uh, LeBeau pretty much got the um, got the idea there anyway. Oh, good, because um, I filled my role. <laughs> no, they, somehow you came to a very a very similar uh, result anyway. Vahidi um, said these, um, what you has been given to Postgate already is his orb. Mm -hmm. That's the orb that she is using as her gate box to go back and forth between you. You could use the orb that Postgate has to go to where he um to where she is and she said that she is at the tower 
because at least the way that she worded it implied that she was with him over oh, an hour. Snap. And the other option you've got is that there has, if he keeps ferrying in and out, he has to have two sets of boxes or two sets of orbs that he is using to ferry back and forth between the tower and his office. So there has to be one still left in his office. That's true. Oh, LeBeau, again, can you pick a lock? We could leave Vahidi out of this and just drop in on him. I don't think I can. How hard is it to break down an office door? Or how quiet is it? That's really the case. Does it matter how loud it is if no one hears it? <laughs> Depends on how abandoned the building is at night. I don't know if they have any type of watch or janitorial staff, but I'd be willing to check that out after hours, after people start leaving. Snoop around a little bit to see how busy that his particular office is, or his office building. Yeah, remember Postgate when you went to see him, it was kind of after hours anyway. Um, you would recall there is a security guard that you saw, but security there is fairly minimal. And it, it's a university, it's not like it's an embassy or a consulate. Yeah. yeah. And is it possible? Did we find out it was possible to take more than one person at a time or something like that? Yep, as long as you all make contact with the orb at the same time, we can all use it. And then Postgate, do you know how to use it? Yes, I do. I guess the question is do we do this tonight, go break in the office, find the orb, use it to go right to him, or contact Vahidi, or wait till tomorrow and try something new? Uh, depends on how messy you want to get too. Um, we could set a small explosive underneath his desk. He comes in in the morning. We set it off. Thought about that, but I think we were trying to offer quietness, which it becomes uh, desperate. But oh, well, it would be kind of quiet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, for us, I mean, we'll be <laughs> having breakfast while. Um, Kaboom. He's sitting at his desk and he just has a bad day. I just don't know if I have demolitions. I don't know if that's something that's something you have. No. I, I thought you might. I mean, looking at all the uh, artillery you picked up, I figured you, you knew your way around. Is, is there not um, is there not a vantage point from which you could snipe into the office? Oh, I could try that. Uh, well, mm -hmm. I'm not that great of a shot. Maybe um, a boo. Boo. put you both up there. Yeah, you can show me. You can you can you can point. You know, maybe it's a training exercise or something. I don't know. You need a spotter. You need to have a spotter anyway. Someone needs to be spot for the other one. As long as we get it done, we can do this. Matthew, I'm still so with the orbs. Um, so Postgate's got one. Uh -huh. are, you, are you saying we need a second one in order to go two? No, um, how the how gate boxes work is that you have a pair, Apparently. one at one end and one at the other. Postgate's got one, so that would allow you to travel from your end to where the other one is. Which we're assuming is in Vahidi's position. Yeah. Because she transported to him. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, I mean, there, there is the option of using my orb to um, travel to her. Oh. 
um, at the tower and then um, dispatching him and using his orb to travel back to the university. Perfect. Let's do it. We can be quiet and stealthy. This tower will be nice and far away from civilization. Do it. Dispose of them. Go home. And drink. I like that last part. <laughs> Why would we need to go to the university? Why can't we just go back? Um, because he lives in a tower that's surrounded by water. I'll be able to ferry back out might, at night. You might be seen leaving it. Or be oh, trapped because I'm there's thinking, no boats. I'm thinking we we transport in and we transport back. But once you're there with the org, you, there's nowhere to go back to. Is that right? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, you end up taking the orb with you. It's why you have to have two sets of two to go back and forth. Otherwise, it's a one-way trip. Then effectively both orbs are together in the same spot. You then need to have another one to be able to go back somewhere else. So each of them has multiple pairs of orbs. Okay. Right. We'll, uh, we'll cut over to Jacoby for a couple of minutes. So, right. you head up to the Romelli Kavegi brothel. Um, it's a nice um, little area. There's characterized by lots of mansions on the Bosphorus. It's nice and affluent, although there are a few of the few of the mansions here which have evidently been abandoned for a, uh, for a while and have fallen into a state of disrepair. Um, you're heading up there presumably in a, in a loan car or heading up with one, a pool car given by the consulate so you don't have a driver with you or anything like that. All right. So I pull up to the wherever you can park, mm -hmm. perhaps across the street, and then I, I look around, see what kind of people are walking around and head up towards the front of the... Oh, this is quite a nice tree-lined and um, quite heavily wooded area, so it's almost akin to a private road. Um, you pretty much park up at the front of the driveway um, by this big set of iron gates which are shut. Um, you can see that there's a chain and a padlock wrapped around it, but they're not actually done up. It's just they're tied around it for show. Okay. When you get close enough to it, you can just see, oh, okay, well, you untie it and the gates squeak open. Um, there's a short walk down the driveway. It looks like there's been a fair bit of work done um, on the front of the house to make it look like it's definitely in use, um, that it's definitely um, yeah, definitely been maintained. But the, again, the closer you get, this all seems to be for show. That from the road, it looks normal. The closer you get, yeah, you can see there are flecks of paint that haven't, they haven't been, this has been a bit of a rush job. The side of the house in particular still uh, still looks run down and looking through some of the windows most of them have shutters from the inside or curtains drawn to get to make it look like there's people here but this place still has the feel of being pretty abandoned okay does it um are there lights inside or there's a couple of daylight daytime so Mm -hmm. uh, there are a couple of windows that you can see where there are candle stubs in the windows. So there are people that have, have been staying here. And are there any people around? Yeah. Uh, when you head up to the, presumably if you head up to the windows and start looking in, um, you do actually catch sight in through one of the side windows of a man dressed very similarly to the likes of the 
hired muscle that was down at the um, playing poker in the back room of the brothel by the glass um, by the Galata Bridge. Okay. Um, he sees you and just casually walks out the back and comes round um, and says, oh, "Can I help you at all?" Uh, yes, and I sort of look this way and that, make sure nobody's within listening distance, and I say, "I'm a, a friend of uh, Jacob Marsh, and I'm here to hopefully speak to uh, Ilgerkrith Delan. I'm not sure my pronunciation is very good. <laughs> okay, um, he blinks. Evidently, that's not the response he was expecting to hear. <laughs> oh, um." He looks again one way and t'other to make sure he's not being listened to either. I, uh, we don't... I, I look at him to see if he's got gills. <laughs> uh, he, he definitely hasn't. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm, well, I, I'm a little taken aback by that. Um, normally, that kind of discussion doesn't happen until evening. Uh, um, I can... You can come inside and wait here if you wanted, or... Well, it's extremely important. Um, oh, okay. Um, I will need to contact um, contact off, uh, Tarek then. Oh, boy. Um, give, give, give me a minute. All right. Um, well, in fact, come, come with me, come with me. Of course. Uh, he leads you through the back entrance. Again, it looks like the back has been, there was this once this nice veranda that was out the back that's been de-weeded and it's been washed up and that then the, uh, the walls have been whitewashed and tended to. But again, it all seems, like it all seemed quite nice from a distance, but up close and personal, it's still just got that hint of being really not quite right. Um, heading inside into the lobby, the lobby looks like it has been um, cleaned out fairly well. And mm -hmm. um, so it then leads into another room, which has been evidently cleaned out for the reception. But a lot of the other rooms you're passing, like the back kitchen, um, some of the other reception rooms, all show signs of complete neglect. This this place has been uninhabited for several decades, by the look of it, and it's really showing. Um, you head into the lobby, following this uh, following this guy, and he goes to a telephone that's on one uh, on one side. It does seem to be connected. Um, he rings, he dials, and then holds up the phone. Um, you pretty much catch one his side of the conversation, where he's saying, "Yeah, um, Tarek, I've got a guy here that's turned up um, asking to speak with the marshes." Yeah, yeah, those marshes. Yeah. Um, are you able to um, to get down here with your uh, with your thing and call them up? Or okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, how long? Yeah, that that'll be fine. Okay, see, see you in a bit. And he puts the phone down. Yeah, um, Tarek is going to be a little while because he's got to bring the boat down from uh, around on the coast. He's actually out on a, doing a fishing run at the minute. He was collecting some uh, collecting some traps. I see. Um. But yeah, he he can he'll probably be here in a couple of hours. So if you're um, if you're happy to wait around, I can put some coffee on for you or a 
We haven't really got much by way of amenities here. I mean, I've got like a packed lunch that I brought with me. Well, that that would be nice of you. Uh, um, is there? I I I don't really know how to express myself towards the situation. Is there anyone else uh, in authority here? Uh, you said uh, Mr. Tarek. Yeah, Tarek's going to be coming down. Um, he's uh, Tarek Albaf. He's one of the guys that works with um, works with Abdullah um, when you want to have a word with the marshes. I see. Yeah, you, you can see he almost shudders a little bit of the mention of the name. Well, if 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 I uh, if I have no other choice, then sure, I'll wait. <laughs> um, it's a. Uh, you can almost go, it's almost sitting watching the hands on the clock go past. There is nothing happening here during the day. Do you have um, it seems like they've, they've got the one guy that's uh, keeping guard on the house, and that's it. Just nothing happens here while the sun's up. Do you have a deck of uh, playing cards? We could. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the guys have got something. We've got a few bits, um, few bits out back. Like There's normally day. more of us. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah. Full of what now? What are all these strange creatures on these stack on this deck? <laughs> so okay, I, I play, I play uh, phone call. I, I play phone call. I play cards. This <laughs> is I don't know that one. Um, yeah, you sit down. It, it helps to pass the time, and then a couple of hours later, this small um, small boat pulls up um, towards the dock, which goes out from the. Uh, from the edge of the mansion grounds out into the Bosphorus mm -hmm. and you can see a man coming up the um, coming up the gangplank he's dishevelled uh, wearing typical sailor's garb but probably more interesting to yourself especially as you caught the um, caught the surname is that there is a definite family resemblance between him and the photos of the other albafs that you've been looking into Okay, uh, I'm, I'm not remembering something. There were photos of uh, the other Albaths. You did some uh, research looking into fishing families and that's looking right. at yeah, the surnames the same. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. So uh, we'll leave it with him walking up the um, walking up the gangplank. Okay. And just as Postgate's about to step away from the microphone, I was going to say I'd uh, skip back to the others. <laughs> Still here. Okay. Oh, I can do it. All right, so I just, I, I just can't see you. That's all. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, I was going to say, um, in which case, you've had a little bit of time to uh, think, discuss, conflant about how you're going, how you're going to proceed. What are you going to do? Well, which approach do we favour? We can either hit him in um, his office. Um, wait for him to come to us or we can go to him if we go to him um, we're going in blind and getting out of there cleanly relies on definitely getting the job done mm -hmm. and um, and definitely finding his orb. Um, 
I would favour, if, if, we, if we were going to do that, I would favour getting as close to the tower as we, we realistically can before using the orb. Okay. Just so you can I mean, that, then we might be able to have some chance of being able to use binoculars to, to, to scope out where he is in the building. I mean, obviously, if we were, um, if we were reconnoitering the tower and um, he happened to walk into frame while someone's looking down the scope of a rifle, then I would say take the shot. But I'm wondering whether, as a failsafe, it might be better to have um, one person uh, waiting in his office, potentially to uh, meet the returning um, group and uh, get them out of there, have a car standing by get them out of the university quickly. Um, and also in case um, he flees mm -hmm. and goes to the university, in which case there'll be someone waiting there to uh, intercept him. It's a good idea. Yeah. Should, would it be one person or is it two and two? Three go in and one Well, this, this, is, this is more your territory than mine when yeah. it comes to... Uh, Sure, Eamon knows what to do. <laughs> I mean, I know how to use a gun. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just lacking the, the the tactical training to really uh, plan a mission like that. I would imagine uh, when, when it comes to sort of going into the tower, I'd be more of an impediment than anything else. Whereas I think that re realistically, I can stand behind a chair or in the corner of a a room waiting for someone to appear and then shoot them that's i think more within my capabilities than um uh storming a building just just don't be too quick on that trigger finger i'd like to be part of I this know, I, know what, I know what he looks like if, if 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 people jump through and they've got hair i'll let them live when I see that, if I can see the shine of his pate, <laughs> don't don't shoot until you see the shine of his pate. It's fine. That I like to be on the assault team. To three going as assault and postgate. Do you want to stay in his office? Yeah. I'll, well, I'll, if I if I do that, then I'll have a car um, parked as close to the uh, the building as possible. Can you show one of us how to use the orb to get in? Yes, yes, I will. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's quite straightforward. Yeah, with his instruction, um, all you will need to do is pass a regular pal roll, and then there'll be a magic point and sanity point cost determined by the distance you travel. That's that's why I was suggesting that. We want to be quite close to the, relatively close to the tower. Oh man, I would love for Eamon to do it from here. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't take that gamble. Don't gamble this life. I, I mean, 
Yeah, it could work out to your favour. I mean, you, you could you could do it at, at a great distance and um, get a, a, a really bad sanity cost, and then jump in there in, in full red mist. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, mechanically, we don't know that, right? But in game, Postgate says I suggest you get as close as possible. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. I mean, just purely from the, the, the perspective of being able to um, at least attempt to reconnoiter the, uh, the, the, the tower, figure out okay. if he's in there for a start. I guess that's the plan. And just to be clear, the tower is far enough away that it's not a good sniper shot from land? It's really too far to do a sniper shot from land. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a thing in, in 1973. Um, was there any? I don't think there was an equivalent of a, of a Barrett Light 50, was there? No, nothing that big. No. Uh, it, it'd almost be just the same as using like a 303 because it was used as a sniper rifle during the Second World War. It'd be similar kind of level of tech to that, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and we could still go on. We could, we could have. Like I'd take my sawed-off shotgun or an assault rifle, maybe. Probably don't need that, but you can still take a sniper in case we can find a vantage point. But you could also have your handguns and you know whatever else ready to go, and just go in there as light as possible. My my advice would be to just get in and do it. Yep. Don't give him time to say anything or do anything. Nope. I can close with a knife. Do it if he's sleeping. Gun if not. Make it quick, painless as possible. And whoever gets it, just in general. Good. I think then, looking at the time, um, that's pretty much as you're ready, um, you've got your plan set and ready to roll. That is where we will call it for tonight. So you have a discussion about to happen at the mansion, and you have all hell about to land on Leander's, uh, Leander's Tower. <laughs> Fantastic. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Our players for this episode included Jeff Wilkins, Lucas Glasshauer, Mick Swan, Wayne Worthy, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We like reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.